welcome to the Dr. Rebecca Baxt podcast. I'm Dr. Rebecca Baxt, board-certified dermatologist, and I'm here to discuss with you all issues relating to the skin that you're in. In this podcast, we tackle the topic of the day fast and get you the take-home points you need so you understand the issue and are ready to either fix it or ask the right questions at your next dermatology appointment. Let's get started. Today, we're going to talk about cool sculpting. Cool sculpting is fat freezing. It was discovered when somebody realized that kids sucking on popsicles would occasionally get an indentation in their cheek. And it was determined that that was from fat atrophy when the popsicle was so cold that it froze the cheek fat in the child and then caused a little indentation afterwards. And then the idea was born for cool sculpting. Cool sculpting is fat freezing on purpose to damage the fat cells and have them be resorbed by the body so there's fewer of them and it shrinks the fatty area. Cool sculpting has been FDA approved for over a decade. It's approved for reducing fat underneath the chin, the back of the arms, the abdomen, the flanks, the inner and outer thighs, above the knee, the upper back, and the banana roll below the buttock on the back of the upper thigh. We don't typically use it on the chest or the buttock, although sometimes you can use it on the upper chest bra fat, that is possible. It works best for pinchable pockets of fat. It's a suction machine that sucks the area of the skin and the fat into the machine with protections over the skin so that you don't get frostbite. And then the fat gets frozen, it gets damaged by the cold temperature, and then your body resorbs it over the next couple of months. Cool sculpting is safe and effective, but it can take more than one treatment to get the best result. It is a permanent reduction of fat cells. It does work best for normal weight people who have stubborn fat pockets in the areas where it works that we already went over. It is an alternative to liposuction, which is a surgical procedure that leaves scars, and while they are small, they are still scars. So it's really usually a choice between Does the patient want to do liposuction or do they want to do cool sculpting? It is not a weight loss procedure. It is best to lose any weight that you want to lose before you go in for a consultation for any of these types of things, whether it be cool sculpting or liposuction. So cool sculpting does sound too good to be true in some ways. And patients are always asking, well, what are the downsides? So let's just talk about the downsides. The first downside is that it can take more than one treatment. So it's not a miracle and sometimes it can take longer than patients expect. After one treatment, it's usually three to four months for full effect, and that's typically when we will do a follow-up, unless I know for sure the patient needs more than one treatment, in which case we can book them about four to six weeks apart. The other thing is that it can be a little bit uncomfortable afterwards. In all the years that I've been doing cool sculpting, I think I've gotten one complaint from a patient that she was a little uncomfortable afterwards, and then she went out and went running anyway, but it can definitely be a little uncomfortable in the area to touch really when you sort of put your moisturizer on or maybe your clothes can be a little sore. It can be a little bit sore, but that goes away in days to weeks. It's not a permanent situation. The thing that people always worry about is something called paradoxical adipose hyperplasia or PAH. And if you follow cool sculpting at all, you probably saw the Linda Evangelista debacle, um, where apparently she has this condition and it has been debilitating for her. And it is a pretty bad side effect. Instead of the procedure making you better, it makes you worse. 
and you can see basically growth of the fat area. The only way to make that better is then with liposuction. And interestingly, it is rare, but the company does stand by their results and the safety of the program for cool sculpting. And if you do end up being diagnosed with paradoxical adipose hyperplasia, the company will pay for you to have liposuction with a board certified plastic surgeon um, or dermatologist or whoever is performing liposuction in your area. So PAH is very rare and it is treatable. I always like to start small with cool sculpting and pick the area that is most important to the patient that we also think we're going to get good results on and start with that. And we don't necessarily sign patients up for total body cool sculpting all at once. We do areas, make sure it agrees with them and is working well for them. And then we can spread to other areas. I think that's the best plan of attack. So while people are having the procedure in the office, it does not hurt. People are usually sitting there either working on their computers or watching TV up on the wall or on their phones, listening to a podcast. Um, but it can take a number of hours to complete the procedure. Sometimes we'll split it into two half days if it's going to be a lengthy procedure. So in summary, cool sculpting is FDA approved for fat freezing to reduce pockets of fat in the area where it's FDA approved, such as the backs of the arms, the abdomen, inner and outer thighs, underneath the chin, etc. It works incredibly well. It's incredibly safe and effective. It doesn't hurt. There's really no downtime from it. It's considered a no downtime procedure. I've had lots and lots of happy patients do cool sculpting. The one thing really to be concerned about is a rare side effect called PAH, um, but it is treatable with liposuction if it does happen, but it's incredibly rare. Cool sculpting is great. We absolutely love it. We have lots of happy patients and it's a really successful procedure. It's a miracle when you think about it to be able to reduce fat without having to do any kind of surgery. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Dr. Rebecca Baxt podcast. I'm Dr. Rebecca Baxt, board certified dermatologist. I hope this episode was informative about the skin that you're in and that you enjoyed listening. If you found this podcast useful, please give us a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. It helps others find us so we can help them too. Just a caveat to remember, this is not medical advice, and please see your dermatologist or doctor for questions pertaining to your specific situation. I look forward to talking to you again in the next episode.